Hi guys, good morning and welcome back to the Care Bears podcast. This is Dave and Pamela, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. Um, we've been outside, had our breakfast, had our coffee, beside the pool and we're loving life. Living the dream, yes. living the dream everybody. So I thought I'd put on before Dave takes over. Um, today we're going to talk about... <laughs> should be the Pamela podcast. Jeez. Today we're going to talk about man's or woman's best friend. And it's not Meyer Shopping Centre. Well, or DJs, David Jones, or Witchery, or shout out to Mimco, any of those well-loved Australian brands. Anyway, it's about our best friends, our beautiful dogs. Yes, this is a podcast about doggies and stories that me and Dave, as the Care Bears, have had with our um, four-legged friends over the last, what, 13 years? Unlucky for some? Yeah, 13, 14 (laughs) years, yeah. So... We'll start off with the first dog that I came into contact with, and that was when me and Dave started first going out, right? They had a big Labrador mm-hmm. called right, Brick. I always called it Bruce. I don't know why. But when we first met, right, I was like, I wasn't really a, an animal person. Like, I had tried it when Christopher was younger. We had Charlie Dog, which was a Border Collie who was a psycho, is the only way I can describe it. Psycho. And like we lived in a wee house in, 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 in Derry and there was like three bedrooms and this psycho dog. So I didn't really have the best experiences with four-legged friends. And then I met Dave and I was like, oh, hubba hubba, there's my lovely husband I've only got two to legs, be. by the way, not four. <laughs> it's questionable at times. So went mm. to visit him and we met Brooke. Brooke. Now, Beautiful Labrador she was. What colour was she? Black. Black, that's right. She was black Labrador. Now, I was like traumatised in that. I'm not really... So I was like really clean. I'm a clean person. <laughs> and I wasn't really a doggy person. There was hairs everywhere and it was slobbering all over me and all. And I was like, ooh, gross. She was but giving your affection. I'm sure she was a beautiful doggy and I'm sure she was. But way back then, I just was not a doggy person. And unfortunately, she's gone over Rainbow Bridge. Yes, so God well. bless her. She was a brave age now. So the next... Whenever me and Dave, you know, tied the old knot, the ball and chain mm. and all that, we got our first wee, um, you're a shit. We got our first wee um, Cavalier King Charles puppy dog. And Dave was in Afghanistan, I think, or Iraq at the time. And there was this advertisement on the radio that um, this wee couple just found out that they were pregnant and they had just bought a wee puppy um, Cavalier King Charles and they couldn't have it. So... I was like, oh, I love a doggy, as if I haven't enough going on in my life, but I would love one. So they brought um, wee Ruby Dog, and she was a Blenheim. She was like a um, a rusty um, brown and white dog, and she was gorgeous. She was about the size of your hands. We were like, oh, I love it, I love it. Didn't ask Dave, just got it. And she became part of the family. Isn't that right, Dave? You got her as a birthday present, didn't you? No, no, it was Max. Oh, Max, sorry, yeah. Yeah. See, I just showed I wasn't there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Ah, she's a beautiful dog, beautiful dog. But of course, like everything else, we needed another one to keep her company. Well, it wasn't fair just have the one. So about a year later then, um, Christopher... Did we have the cats first or the dogs first? We had the cats first, but this isn't about the cats, Dave. No, it's not. But this it's is about our four-legged It's about friend. Ruby and Max growing up with the cats. Yeah, but but we didn't... Okay, I'll shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. The well-laid plans <laughs> of the... Care Bears podcast. So um, we got Max. Christopher and Dave bought me Max. So Max was like a wee runt of a litter, right? 
and he was round like a barrel. Even when he, I, I'm sure he came out of his mommy round like a barrel, and he loved food. So we had the two of them. So Ruby and Max were our two wee Cavalier King Charles doggies, and we loved these doggies. Don't tell them more than our children. Did we do? Like most, most people yes. love their dogs. Because no matter what. unconditional love you get, you get just pure love from them. Like look at you, the, you get up in the morning, they look at you with a wee doggy breath and their big eyes, and they go, "I love you, mommy. I love you. Feed me, feed me, bitch, feed me." Get up. I know. So um, Ruby and Max were, and at the time we had three cats as well. And the pups and the three cats all slept in the same bed. Now this just totally went against everything I knew about dogs and cats. Dogs and cats, you know, Tom and Jerry. Oh, that was a mouse, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Give me a cat and dog one. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, cat and dog, they've shut up. Notoriously or historically, cats and dogs used to fight, but the three cats who were all black, except for Jinxie Cat, who was like a tiger, they all slept in the same bed, the big round plastic bed with the two dogs, and then the cats thought, mm, as the dogs got bigger and started to make more noises, like, woohoo, the cats thought, right, we're getting out of here. So they moved to the neighbours. They just, cats have no loyalty, none. Beautiful no. cats, but no loyalty. They just pissed off and left us with the two hounds. What expect? So we had two Cavalier Kings Chars, um, whom I loved. Two bits. Mm. And we've had some crack with them dogs, I can tell you. I so years, yeah. we've had a few we've had a few wee stories. Do you want to tell them about Max and the Swiss roll? Oh, Jesus. Was, this the was it in the fridge or in the drawer? It was in the drawer, and his wee paw was trying to get it, it in open. In the cupboard. Yeah. So d- I don't know if you have Swiss rules over here. You just call them something else in Australia. What do they call? I don't know what they call. I have no idea. It's basically a sponge with jam in the middle, and it's up, rolled up like a chocolate log type thing. But with no chocolate. No, but it's not. Know, it's it. just, oh, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> shut your hole. Please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeepers. Anyway, yeah, so Max, he was just, he could go out there and Pama has it on, on, on camera where he's just sitting there at the door and he's looking at the door on the cupboard and he's trying to get his paws in and he gets both paws in and he's trying to... Like and the digging. door's spring-loaded. And so it opens a little bit, he stops and then it slams shut. And he went on for about an hour, he was so confused, the wee man, he didn't know what to do. He wasn't, he was greedy, he was greedy. Max just was born greedy, just would eat until he exploded. So I remember sitting watching him, of course, what does Ruby do? Ruby is the biggest tout on four legs, she's barking like mad, go, Mommy, look at him, he's trying to get into the press, to eat jerks, what's roll, look at him, Mommy, Bobby, look at him, look at him. So I videoed it, because it was wild crack, and you had to see the frustration on his wee face, he had the wee paw and trying to open the door of the press, and the minute he opened the door, he could smell the Swiss rolls, taking the breath from it, it really was, the, the, the drool was falling out of him, and you know what, he had persevered for a full solid hour, that when he did get the press cupboard open, the door of the press open, I let him get in there, so he jumped straight in on top of the, I didn't know if he was eating the Swiss roll or doing whatever he did, but it, it disappeared. Wrapper and all. I know, and, and, and the crumbs hanging off his wee whiskers. It was hilarious, like, yeah. and I'm sure he was pure sick the rest of the night, but anyway, you know. Oh, that was just someone. The time he got the marshmallows, and it was frothing at the mouth. Oh, we thought... <laughs> <laughs> we thought he had licked one of the cane toads. <laughs> this is before we brought... This is after we brought them over. <laughs> and what it was, was all the marshmallows he scoffed. And there was another time, it was Christmas time, we went down to do some Christmas shopping, and all the presents were on the tree. And we thought, we'll leave them in the living room with the fire going, it'll be nice and warm for them. We came back, and you know a box of Maltesers, and it has the plastic wrapping around it, and it was wrapped up then... 
in um, Christmas wrapping paper, well, the dog, Max, had ate through the Christmas wrapping paper, ate through the plastic, and had ate the whole box of Maltesers, and it was plastered all over his face. And the minute we came in the door, Ruby was like, Mommy, that greedy couple, look what he done, look what he done. And she's running about with the Malteser box going, look what he done, Mommy. A permanent chocolate smile. Oh, here, he he had the runs for days, I can tell you, because chocolate's bad for doggies, I know, exactly. And then what about Ruby? God bless you, Max, eh? So it was Max. I know. So we Ruby, right? Ruby was a princess. She seriously was me and a dog. She was your right arm. She She was. Anywhere I went, she was there. And sometimes she was there before me. She knew where I was going before I knew. So there was this one day, right? So back home in Northern Ireland, I was the feeder. I am a feeder. And all the family... My family, anyway, tends to land at my house around five o'clock because at five o'clock I'm making the dinner. So the family lands and they bring the wains and Freebies. my nieces, my nieces and my mommy's over because God bless, mommy fed us for most of our lives. So they all land over. And this particular day, I made spaghetti bolognese, right? So Dave was away working. It was winter time. It was freezing. Dave was away working up in Belfast. So it was all good. So I fed everybody. And we had one of them big round kitchen tables where everybody sat round. And, you know, the houses in Northern Ireland, they're built up the ways, not out the ways. So the table was right next to the work surface. Um, it was next to, you know, your yeah, where bench. you keep your, your yeah. workbench. Yeah. Yeah. So I fed everybody. They all had their garlic bread and their spaghetti bolognese. And sure. I kept some for Dave. I kept a plate for him. Ruby was like a human. She would sit up in the chair. She would sit you. in the chair beside you. If you're having a conversation, she'd be up in the chair beside you. She was a person. She was a person. And so this day, anyway, I, I get up from the table there, and after everybody's fed, to let them all go, so Dave could have his. Mummy would say, "Let me better go now, so Dave can have his dinner in peace." So we, uh, I went out to the hall. And two right. Went out to the hall to let them out the front door and try and get everybody out the door and make sure the Wayans had all their gadgets and toys with them and coats because it was freezing. So that was all right. So I came back in again. (laughs) And as I opened the kitchen door, I'm looking in. (laughs) Ruby has jumped up in the chair, up on the table, jumped onto the work surface and she is shoulder deep in Dave's spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> she is going for gold. She is slurp. All I could hear was the slurps of her. And, a <laughs> and she was eating and eating and eating. And I goes, Ribby! Scared the shit clean out of her. And she just froze. And I had to go and grab her and lift her down. And oh my God, the orange for the sauce was right across her mouth, up towards her eyes. It was everywhere. Now, Max was too fat. He couldn't get up. He can't jump. He couldn't get up in anywhere near. Thank God. I know, falling off her chops. So I said, Ruby! And of course, Dave was coming home. And it was I had nothing, no extras left over or nothing. So That's because your family had it all? And I caught her. <laughs> Leave my family out of this, did they? And I caught her, and she just had a well in the middle of it. So I thought to myself, Dave loves cheese. (laughs) I do. So I I mushed it about, I moved the spaghetti about a wee bit, and I I grated a whole pile of cheese on top of it, and I put it in the oven. (laughs) The cheese. So mm. I tried to get a baby wipe and tried to wipe all the sauce off pick, off Ruby, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it all off. So she was kind of orange. She's just like 
had an orange ring round her mouth. Stain. 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 So Dave comes in and he says, oh, hard day, blah, 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 and gets changed and he comes out for his dinner and I'm like, oh, will you see what I have for you? <laughs> hard working man. Hard work, yes, you sit down there, love, I have a whole garlic bread and a lovely spaghetti bolognese with my secret recipe. <laughs> So I put the plate down in front of him. Well, <laughs> he hoovered that spaghetti bolognese. He says it was oh, it was the nicest one he's awesome. tasted in a long time. Meanwhile, Ruby's walking around the place with a tail wagon, going, "Daddy, Looking like daddy, look at me, daddy. Look at look what I'm wearing. Look at my face, daddy, daddy." I didn't even notice. He didn't even notice. And it took Pamela about four or five years <laughs> afterwards before she could tell me about it. That's so funny. <laughs> Well, but it was really nice though. I had no dinner to give him, so I just filled it up with cheese and fell it to him. What was I supposed to do, girls and boys? What was I supposed to do? So uh, that was absolute. I couldn't believe you. I see the look in Ruby's face when I opened the door and went, Ruby! She, she just turned around the spaghetti strings hanging out of her mouth. Oh. <laughs> it was so funny. And them dogs wanted for nothing. Uh, uh, and yeah. after about five or six years, we decided to immigrate to Australia. And Ruby and the family helped us look oh, after the dogs. Yeah. Or Sorry, that's our Rex. He's yeah, Rex is saying in I want a part of the podcast. You're coming up next, Rex. It's all right. Yes, you're coming up next. Uh, so family we and friends, and then we have a, a good groomer, Karen Lecky. Uh, Shout out to Karen and Adrian, Yay. who did all the Rex. really, really um, arduous, you know, tests and uh, looking after we Ruby for, to get know, them over to Australia. So ten months later, uh, Ruby and Max arrived in Sydney quarantine. Stayed there for what three weeks in the total? Yeah, three weeks. It was uh, only supposed to be one week, but then it ended up being three yeah, weeks because yeah, something to do with the front line or the tech whatever. treatment or whatever. They're trying to say it was out of date by three days yeah. when it wasn't, but blah. But anyway, anyway, twenty five grand later, uh, <laughs> yeah, and two would've doggies. Paid 50. You would have paid fifty. Yeah. yeah. So there it was. The wee pet people come direct from the airport. They flew from Sydney up to Brisbane, and then they delivered them to the door on the day off because they knew they were coming. And yeah, I've got it in video where. Dogs in the back of the van. I, I come out to the van, and as soon as they hear my voice, they went buck mad. I, they obviously, you know, they never forget who you are and what you no. are. And as soon as they see me, they absolutely went crazy in their in their little uh, portable kennels, uh, doggy boxes. Uh, it was, you'll see it on Facebook. We will the attach the link. We'll attach the link to this wee podcast. So if you want to see it, if you want to see when the Ruby Max arrived in Australia, yeah, comment down below, and we will yeah. we will share it. And then whenever I I, I was um, I had a wee part time role or whatever, and whenever I came home, you want to see like. Ruby was going, Mommy, Mommy, I have to tell you everything that we've been through. We've been around the whole world. Mommy, tell me, Mommy. <laughs> stuck in a big hole in a plane for 18 hours. You le- and then Max is going, you left us, you bitches. You left us. You just <laughs> abandoned us and cleared off to Australia. Where's all our snackies? We but want them. But tell you what, it was the best day, one of the best days of my life, getting those two dogs over. Because, as you, you know, they, they, they're your children, folks. They're your children. They are a blessing, like. And um, and then we'd had some crack with them over here then, with the cane toads trying to keep them away, because they had no sense, no well, they're sense well, they're well whatsoever. Because then when we obviously, when we moved, I got promoted, and, and then we moved up to Townsville from Brisbane, which is like 18 hour drive, you know, and you're still in the same state, never mind country. I had to stop every so often to take the dogs out and do their pee-pees. <laughs> Adventure. But, but I used to tell I used to tell people that they you. barked in Irish <laughs> and use Australians just to believe me and I'm like they're dogs they bark in dog 
Anyway, so unfortunately, both of them and I gone the Rainbow Bridge. It was a really sad time. Like after ten and a half years, we've had mm. them, and you know, they had a brilliant life. They, they wanted for nothing. They were gorgeous too. They Everybody were. loved. Every, anybody who knows yeah. us loved our Cavaliers. And if we took them out when we took them out for walks, everybody was like, "Oh, it's so lovely, it's so lovely." Yeah. So uh, and then as obviously you progress on, Pamela was traumatized. Still is for a couple of years now. So three but years to be exact since exactly. we lost Ruby in two and a half. half. Uh, 17th, 17th of June, yeah. July. And then, so what happened then was yeah. Dave decided he'd had enough of me moping about. Oh, it was, it was hard to watch, never mind hard to deal with. But I thought, right, we'll get Max a wee companion and somebody maybe take the edge off uh, Ruby being gone and stuff like that. Because so. Max wouldn't eat, and that's not like Max. Max so would, you know, he eat was, and eat, pining, burst. He was pining for her. Like, he, he just, he was posing himself. As you can imagine, his best friend just disappeared and one day and never come back. Mm. So it's really sad. So we went to the. Uh, we'd, we'd always get rescue dogs. We're not we're not by pedigrees again, stuff like that. And well, we might we never say never, but uh, we decided to go down a rescue path and you know, give a dog a life and stuff. So we went to our local uh, kennels and we find Pixie. She is a spirit and a half. So I don't really remember because I was high in volume, if I was to be honest. I don't remember. <clears throat> but what I do remember is she came over to me and put the wee paw up. And because her name was Pixie and they called me the Irish Bra Fairy, I thought, it's meant to be. So that was all good. So apparently we took it home. And the next morning I woke up and I remember Dave being there. And I remember this fucking massive dog jumping from sofa to sofa going apeshit in the house. And I'm like looking at Dave going, massive. it's a mutant. Look at the size of it. <laughs> she's a small, well, she's a medium sized female. Um. Ridgeback uh, cross with like a Kelpie. She's pure red. German Shepherd. Uh, uh, pure red. Oh, she's she's a beautiful dog. And obviously, the first six months, she just went nuts. She did. Like, you wonder why the people get rid of her in the first place. Yeah. We got her when she was about six months old. And she. She's full of life, hyper as hell. Oh, uh, hyper. It took us about four or five months to get her to calm down and relax uh, and just, and just keep exercising her and walking her and uh, all that good stuff. But I think as well, you know, when you take wee rescue dogs in, they've never had, I remember reading this wee poem and the wee poems said, please forgive me for not, for not um, sleeping on my bed. I've only had a concrete floor. Please forgive me for scoffing my food so quickly. Uh, if I didn't eat quickly, I couldn't, I wouldn't get fed. I'd go hungry. So, there was this one time, so I still mm. have my wee bra business. I had this wee lady. We just bought our beautiful big bed, right? Gorgeous, big, <laughs> fluffy bed for the dog. I thought, I'm going to bond with this dog. And I had this wee woman, and she kept jumping up. So I put her outside and put the bed outside in the garden. And I give the wee woman the a wee bra fitting, and then I came back out to the patio to see how Miss Pixie was doing. And Miss Pixie was sitting there with a look of defiance, and she had shredded the bed the whole way up and down the garden. Was she was were. looking at me going, that'll teach you, bitch. <laughs> That's what she out. did. Don't you dare put me out. And I, I had to go and pick it all up. And the heat, the heat was fierce. And um, yes, yeah, so Pixie runs our house. Um, it's like she's only bitch in this house. So she gives me side eye all the time. The only time I get love for Pixie is in the morning time when she's sort of delirious and doesn't really know any different and will kiss anything and anybody. So she's up on the bed, loving life. She's about two and a half now, nearly mm. almost three, possibly. You think and she used to be like a guard dog because she runs around the perimeter of our house, house all the time. She's it's guarding like, everything, ah. day, day and night. She never stops. I know. 
Well, she's looking for an escape route. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when the vet, the vet comes up to, to treat the dogs from um, Tropical Vets, shout out to them too. They're amazing. They're very, very kind to um, us when we, when we had to put Ruby and Max down. But um, also... Whenever we lost Max then, we lost Max six months after Ruby, and yeah. I think Max died of a broken heart, to be honest, and Pixie had him fucking tortured. Every two minutes, she wanted to play, come on, play with me, and, and he, he was like, I'm an old man. Leave me alone. He used to bite her ankles. Yeah, just, just tell her to piss off. <laughs> but we, we, where we live now, the, the couple next door to the back of us have two little cavaliers, and one of them's a spitting image of Ruby, Ruby, and he sees her through the fence at the time. And he would go nuts thinking it's her, you know, but then he smelt around the back and he says, oh, you're a boy, <laughs> you're not a ruby duck. And you could see slowly the cogs going round yeah. in his wee head. But he still got confused and then he started having little fits and stuff like that, which is hard to deal with. So in the end and after deep discussion with the, the vet. Uh, we did the kindest thing that we could. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately uh, sent him to sleep to go meet Ruby. So there was not much, it was just getting worse every day. But we built the wee alcove in our new house. Yes, we do indeed. Where we have them up on, they can look out and see all the crack that's happening. I'm yep. sure they're looking out and, and, and Max is going, yeah, karma, karma, pixie, because like now you've got Rex to deal with. Yep. And they're, they're little uh, ashes are up there as well with hmm. their photographs and stuff like that. So, so it's still a little shrine to them. Yeah, every day we see them. Talk exactly. Them, so. I but talk away to mine. They they're, they're, they're like your kids. You, know, you, you, you spend so much of your life with them. People don't appreciate them until they're gone, mm. you know, and then it's too late. It's I like do, everything. I appreciate them, I appreciate them all the time. But so now we've then, got Pixie. we have had Pixie, we told the story about Pixie, yeah. and then I'm going to tell you this wee story about Rex. How did we come across Rex? Right, so, so after Max had passed, yes, we decided we no, Max passed in the January, right? Yeah, then we had the Dave, flood. we had the floods, we had the floods, then Dave had his hip operation, yep, so. We get Dave out of the hospital, and Dave's not the most natural patient in the world, right? So we get him out of the hospital, into the new house. He's just projectile vomited all over my island in the middle of the, the work surface. I uh, clean it medication. up, and I sit him down on the chair with the computer. And then I hear this wee, what did you say then? Oh. Something along those lines, yes. <laughs> He's on I the council website and he sees this dog. He says, oh, this dog looks like our pixie. We need to go and get it. Spitting image. Looked like Dobby out of uh, It wasn't a spitting image. Potter, it was a very ugly, ugly looking dog. And you said, we have to go and see it. We have to go and see it. And I'm thinking, I have just cleaned up your vomit all over the kitchen. I have to look after you and all the rest. You can hardly move. And you want us to go and have a look at a dog over and, and it was that was February. It was hot as gears. And boys, it was roasting. <coughs> so I horsed him into the car, right? Nothing would happen, but we want to go and see it. And it was coming close to the time when it was closed. So I get a pillow. I We work and the sweat's lashing off me, getting him into the car. And then yeah, he turns around like to me and says, hip. I have a new hip. So we get him in the car. After much, you know, Back and forth conversation. There was no fucking frolicking about it. It was a disaster. <laughs> so we get him in, right? And he says, oh, we can't go without Pixie. We need to bring Pixie to make sure she licks it. And I'm like, I'm going to kill you. So because I'm looking after him and I'm doing my best um, nightingale thing, I goes, right, okay, so it gets Pixie in the back of the car. She's jumping around like a, 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 a lunatic like a lunatic in the back of the car. Dave's in the front, can't move. And then it's like, well, I'm have to drive him over to the place and, and he's like, oh, go easy, me help, me help. And I'm like, I'm going to go easy, I'm going to 
crying. So we get there. Dave can't get out of the car because we had such a problem getting I him did. into. You did not. You you, you need I help. Rem- we were on drugs. I he remember. didn't get out of the car, girls. I had to take Pixie out down to see this other dog. Pixie's getting out of the car and she's going, yo, bitches, I used to live here, but now I live in the mansion. I'm like the French Prince of Bel-Air over there with the Care Bears. So she's walking down, barking to all her homies, right? We get down under there and this dog, the gear opens it and the smell shit everywhere. Not just not my natural habitat. So we open up the gate and there's two dogs in there, two wee titty dogs. Now, I didn't know if they were dogs or rats. That's the only way I could describe it. It was skin and bones. It had the biggest ears. Yeah. It was wild, ugly dogs. It was a sad scene because the, the dogs had been abandoned during the floods and the council apparently found this little six-month-old pup basically tied to a fence with the, the floods up around his neck. You know, So it was only a matter of time before he, he, he got drowned or whatever. So they rescued him and then we rescued him from the council, which was good. So he was skin and bones when we got him. He did look like Dobby. He looked like Harry Bambi, Potter. a very um, ugly Bambi with big long legs and big ears. Big huge paws. I knew he was going to be a big boy. I didn't see, I didn't know that. Again, I did not know again, that. Again, spitting image of Pixie, uh, Ridgeback cross, but we think he's crossed with a bull Arab. Or a donkey. He, he, he <laughs> he's now twice the size of Pixie. He's, he's not twice the size, he's three times <clears> the size of and him. And he's only two. And he's grown every day. And he's a big, handsome dude, and he's a big, floppy dog. And, he, and he's he afraid of everybody. It. He is he beautiful. He, he does have a mental issue where he can't handle people, just us two. It took him a long time to get used to us. Yeah. When we got him home, he just lay under my feet for days and days. I don't know how he stuck that like, but anyway. I know. Smelly fight. So, we, I, I remember carrying him up in my arms, and I had Pixie in the other lead, and she's like... Eh, eh, eh. Bye, bitches. And then Dave puts a window down. I hand him in the dog. I go up and pay the money for the dog, and we get back in the car, and we come back here. And it's only when we come back here, because the heat and everything else, and I had dealing with him with a hip, and oh, oh anyway. So we get back here, right? And the dog comes in very sheepishly, and it is the most ugliest thing I have ever seen in my entire like life. And I'm saying to Dave, I don't do ugly, Dave. <laughs> I do not do ugly dogs. I can't cope with this, Dave. He needs to grow into it, and he needs to grow into something really soon. He was the black swan. Ugly duckling. Ugly duckling, black swan. White swan. Mm-hmm. Ugly duckling. Why yeah. looking? Oh, my God. And he just looked like, and he had a twirly tail like a pig. Oh, he was not pretty, but you know what? See that dog? I love that dog. I look into that dog's eyes and I go, oh, Ruby. Uh, and what does he look like now? He's just, he's gorgeous. He is. He's, he's just He's just no idea of a size, but he just, he's, you know... He's growing into... A, he's definitely a big prince of Bel Air. He's, he he's a beautiful dog. He's a handsome dog. And he's big in stature and he's muscles. And he just he just stands there. So, look at me. Oh, I love you, mommy. I love, and he's, he is very affectionate. Very affectionate for his mommy. Just for me follows and me. And I just look into his wee eyes. And do you ever watch that, program, that film, A Dog's Journey? And I look into his wee eyes and I go, Ruby, is that you? Are you in there? <laughs> I know, folks, I have issues. Uh, I know. But I love my doggies. But that's what he's like. He, he is. He's, he's in the bed before you. Oh, I. Top of the bed. So did all the things that Ruby did. I kick him out when I go to bed. Yeah, but he does all the things that Ruby does. You know, he follows me everywhere. He just, he wants to be near me. He's just a dote. I love my doggies. Interacting earlier. Yes, yes. Funny enough, Pixie's lying at my feet at the moment. Oh, God. All snuggled up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Too hot for them outside at That's the moment. That's it. You know. So that is our wee introduction to our doggies. So okay. we have Pixie and Rex now. And 
Um, let's hear about your stories. Tell us about your doggies. Yeah, what kind of doggies guys. do you have? We'd love to know. We're, we're surrounded by doggies here in Horizon. We've got we yeah. buddy next door. Yep. We've got the other doggies. There's two. I think there's two pop two next door. Yeah. Yeah. Chris and his yeah. Wife and, and then across the street, there's like dogs everywhere because we're doggy people. As soon as you take the dogs out for a walk, the whole street starts erupting. Doggies <laughs> barking everywhere. It's hi, a nightmare. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi. I'm Rex. Hi. Yeah, it's why I bark, you know, everything. But I will make a promise. One day I will get Rex to say, "I love you, mommy." Because <laughs> I've never heard a dog that talks so much in my life. Every morning you can hear him at the door at six o'clock, and I get up yeah. to go to work. He's get like, up! Oh, 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 it's feeding time. You know, Hello, it's he so doesn't funny. stop until you open the door. He wow, funny. He's just so funny. He's we hilarious. So All right, guys. So that's it. I, one thing I do want to say is, uh, obviously in Australia. It's roasting hot, okay, and all dog lovers obviously know this. Don't walk your dogs outside during the day, guys. You know, the road is that hot, you'll burn their paws. You know, I've seen it time and time again, especially back home where the daughter and the son live. Uh, they're having a bit of a heat wave now in Northern Ireland. Wow. And there's actually, as Jordan was saying, there is dogs that are actually, pat, you know, they're dying because of the uh, heat stroke. They're not used to it, They're not it? used to it over there. Like, the average temperature in Northern Ireland is about 18 degrees at most. Yeah. Uh, but there, just a word of caution, guys. You know, don't walk your dogs on a hot day because if you can't put your hand on the ground, you don't put your dog's paws on it either. Okay, because it'll be too hot. Give okay. them plenty of water as well. If yes. you don't leave them in cars, especially. We know that we, we yeah. we're very we're uh, very cautious as Australians. Don't do the dogs do to your child. You know exactly. what I mean? So just, just treat them as such. So tell us all about your e stories. If you've any stories about your funny your dogs or what type of dogs you have, or tell us all about the doggies because. We Dogs love our man and woman's best friend. Thank That's you, everybody, for listening to our doggy episode. Cheers, guys. Have a great day and stay safe. Chat to you all next week. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do.